the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Hello and welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan. Josh, COVID-19 continues to rule our lives, this pandemic affecting us all. I know you're working from home. How are you and the family handling it? We're doing well. How are you? I mean, obviously, I have uh, three kids, three to 14, so trying to come up with something for them to do every day is becoming a challenge. Going through school is becoming a challenge. I'm sure everybody can relate, but, uh, but we're getting by. Everybody's healthy. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I, I remember, you know, when I grew up, my mom was like, you're, when you'd go up to her, you'd be like, I'm bored. She'd be like, figure it out. Things are different nowadays. It's tough. Fortunately, I live on some land, so I can still tell them to just go outside because uh, we don't, our nearest neighbors a long ways away. So that, that, that's okay. But, uh, but it's still Ohio weather. Fortunately, we've been getting a little bit of uh, good weather here as of late, so I can kick them out. Excellent. So how are the markets? How is COVID-19 affecting them? Well, I don't think you need to be a, uh, a news broadcaster or some sort of analyst to figure out that the swings are big. Um, matter of fact, uh, March, I believe, was the most volatile uh, uh, month on record for the S&P 500. So you know, pick your poison kind of as of late, you know, the news is good. Market charges up through the ceiling. News is bad. Market goes down through the floor. Um, but the volatility has certainly had an effect on people. Uh, my number one question that I hear all the time is, you know, what should I do? Um, and, and that answer is, is a difficult one uh, because I think there's two ways that you can approach this. Number one, you play with caution um, and, you know, you don't, uh, have too much of your money exposed to the market. Obviously, that could have a detrimental effect on your long-term uh, success. If you, you know, if you're one year away from retirement and you lose a tremendous amount of your of your money because it's all in the market, that would be awful. Um, but then the other way it, it would be go all to cash. That's not necessarily the best uh, approach either. And then I'm starting to hear some rumblings of when should I invest? When should I go in? I'd like I've had some money on some on the sidelines, and I'd like to throw some more money in because I feel like the market is pulled back. And you're starting to see some some rumblings from the institutional investors uh, that are getting a little bit more bullish now that the market's pulled back. 
And there isn't really a great answer to that because it all depends on your individual plan. And I know that seems like an overwhelming theme every single week. We say, what is your plan? It is important because if you're 22 uh, and you're, you know, obviously have a really long runway until you retire, the answer is one thing. Um, but when you're 62, uh, the answer is completely different potentially. And it all depends on what your objectives are. But I would say right now, um, as a general rule out of our office, play, proceed with caution. You aren't advising people to um, take advantage of the low prices because it's just still too volatile. Um, no, I wouldn't say that we're not doing that in totality. But I, I would say, you know, if you if you have some money, uh, don't quit contributing to your 401k for sure. Um, don't quit uh, contributing those ongoing monthly contributions to your IRAs. But, you know, if you look at a lot of our stock portfolios, we've pulled back significantly. And it, we started doing that a while ago um, out of the stock market, particularly in balanced and moderate portfolios. We're not jumping back in just yet. Um, you know, we're trying to protect those assets and, and proceeding with caution. And I, I would suggest that most folks that are either really close to retirement or in retirement might want to consider doing that. And it's, you know, we could look at all the analytics on why or we could just say it this way. Um, if you're two years away from retirement or you're one year away from retirement, what would uh, affect you more? Would you market goes up 10 points and you win or market goes down 20 points and you lose? I mean, I, I would rather preserve those assets, regroup, recalibrate, move forward than uh, take some dramatic, drastic, unnecessary risk. Do you find people are panicked and they're actually sitting fine? They're just watching the news. They're getting fearful. They think everything's absolutely lost or they're going to lose everything. Uh, are you alleviating um, a lot of stress for your clients? Yeah. You know, you know, I get calls all the time and they start a lot like this. Uh, talk me off the ledge, um, which I appreciate the honesty. But I had a, a call the other day and they said, you know, tell me how bad it is. Just Just hit me with it. Just tell me how bad it is. And ironically, this particular client was one of the most conservative clients that I have and only had about 10% of their money exposed to the market. And of that 10% of the money they had exposed to the market, we'd already pulled back dramatically. So if you looked at what they actually lost, it was essentially nothing. I mean, they, they, had, they had lost, uh, I think if we looked at their overall portfolio, it was like 1% or 2%. But they had watched the news. Remember, we're all trapped at home. And for a lot of us, um, you know, that are even retired or nearing retirement or maybe, you know, working remotely isn't that easy. Uh, what do we have? We're trapped at home staring at the news and everything on the news is bad. So we just automatically assume that, of course, we're getting caught in that jet wash and we're drowning like everybody else. And in many cases, it's it's just not the, it's not the truth. Um, and in, in many cases, too, although they have lost some money in the stock market as of recently, our time horizon is so far out that it's not going to make an impact uh, in the long run on their on their goals. But um, we've got to talk through these things. <laughs> I do it all the time. And everyone is different as well. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I have some younger clients that are calling me and saying, you know, I, I have had some money on some on the sidelines. I'm I'm looking for some advice and when I should dump it in, and then we formulate a plan on what makes the most logical sense there. So they're all over the spectrum, but uh, the volatility and just the general uh, negativity in the news is certainly have an effect on people. Don't watch Don't watch TV anymore. Well, and you know, there's not a lot of good TV out there, and I. You know, if you watch Facebook, there's there's some interesting programs that are getting a lot of traction as of late. You know, but uh, I won't give them any more traction by mentioning who they are. But yeah, maybe maybe go for a walk. Let's go through the Aptus retirement blueprint process. You were saying that some of your clients are saying let's shift some stuff. What is the process when you're dealing with a new client? 
Sure. Um, it's a four-step process uh, or four-meeting process. Um, in today's world, it's a four-webex uh, process. Uh, but, uh, you know, proper financial planning takes time. And uh, unless we do it properly, we forget things. So step number one is we want to know about you. What are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? And what resources do you have to achieve those goals? What are you saving currently? Meeting number two is just analyzing that data, finding out where you sit today. Are you riskier than you thought you were or maybe vice versa? Uh, if you continue to do what you're doing, are you gonna, is the arrow going to hit the mark? And then meeting number three is let's address any of those shortcomings, any of those possible landmines along the way that could throw you off track on the road to your retirement. And then how do we satisfy those shortcomings and how do we make sure that you, you make it to the destination? And then meeting four, purely the implementation of the plan. So we got to make sure we actually do the things that are necessary to achieve everything that we covered in the previous meetings. If you're concerned about the market and want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. There is no cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. The number again is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. So, Josh, the feds are waiving the 10% penalty for people withdrawing from their 401ks. Do you think people should be doing this, or is this kind of a last resort? I would say it's a last resort, because remember, they're, they're eliminating the 10% penalty for withdrawing funds prior to 59 and a half, but you're still required to pay the taxes on those withdrawals. And I think, you know, while it's a, an effective method uh, to get access to money, uh, it should be a last resort because we're just kicking the can. Um, we're eliminating some of the assets we can use for retirement. We're going to have to pay the taxes on those dollars at the highest rate we possibly could because we're adding that to our current income. There's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to do it. That said, uh, sometimes we reach a position where, you know, what are our choices? Max out a credit card at you know, 22%, 23%, or take money that is in fact ours and, and get rid of that interest. So I think, you know, while uh, it's an option, it should be used as, a, as one of the last resort options. Are you finding people are switching their stock money into more conservative vehicles? Uh, not on an ongoing basis. Um, I'm actually seeing people starting to do the exact opposite while I'm seeing them. Let's say, for example, you had a 401k and your 401k has $100,000 in it. They may have taken the allocation of the existing $100,000 and pulled back, meaning that maybe they were 80% in stocks and 20% in bonds. And now they're 50-50, uh, for example. So they've pulled back the risk on that. But on their ongoing contributions, they believe in, or at least this is what I'm advising people, let's play to that volatility. While we don't know if the market's going to go down further from here or if it's going to skyrocket up through the roof, we do know that we're buying shares. So those uh, ongoing contributions uh, you should continue to be aggressive with as long as you have the time horizon to do so. So I would suggest that you go back to maybe, if you were at 80-20, invest new money at 80-20, pull back the old money, and be a little bit more conservative with it. What are some of the different vehicles, Josh, that you're advising people to put their money into? Sure. Good question. One, uh, if you're very close to retirement, you have to be concerned about income. 
And one thing that we do not have anymore is pensions. So you need to determine some way to derive some sort of guaranteed income. And we had said before that we don't know where the market's going to go. It could go down further. It could go up. It could bounce around in the middle somewhere. Now, there's a couple different annuity products that are out there, and, and I'm sure we'll cover them in more detail, but uh, that allow you to participate in the upside potential of the market while potentially providing a guaranteed income stream without with eliminating downside risk, meaning that while you may not get 100% of the upside of the market, you will at least participate in some of the upside of the market, but effectively eliminate 100% of the downside of the market. Now, if you're 22, that might not sound that great. But if you're 62 and you're nearing retirement and you want to put uh, some solidarity back or some guarantees back into your portfolio, it's a great, great option. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back of the 4% rule, I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. We'll be back with more at the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptis Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptis Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptis Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptiswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. Or visit aptiswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, let's talk about the 4% rule in investing. Is it something the retired should be doing? Well, the old rule of thumb was actually more than the 4% rule. 20 years ago, the rule was the 6% rule, and then it went to the 5 and the 4. So what does this mean? Uh, essentially, the 4% rule states that if you don't pull out more than 4% per year of what you start with from a retirement perspective, then you'll never run out of the money. For example, I have a million dollars. I can live on $40,000 a year adjusted for inflation for the rest of my life. Now, the first thing that people uh, say when they hear that is, I have a million dollars and I can only live on $40,000 a year. That seems like, doesn't seem right. And, you know, they recently put out, uh, when I say recently, now it's been several years back, but the Wall Street Journal actually had an article that said the death of the 4%. Maybe now it's less than 4%, it's 3%. And the logic behind that was interest rates have fallen, um, volatility in the stock market, lack of a baseline income. So a lot of things have happened over since the 4% rule was started till today. Uh, Things that have happened, pensions have effectively gone away. In 1991, 
Uh, about 80% of the population had a pension. Uh, last I checked, it's less than 10. So that solidarity or that guaranteed income stream has gone away. Your ability to effectively uh, handle volatility in the market has gone away. So the next question is, why could I only pull out, you know, if it's only 3%, if I live for another 33 years, I can effectively just put the money underneath my mattress and still make it last for 33 years shy of inflation. So what, why is that the case? Well, the answer is a couple of things, but one of the answers is sequence of return risk. And what sequence of returns means is we don't know, while we might be able to predict in the long run what our average rate of return will be in the stock market, we can't predict what those orders of returns will be. Meaning, I'm going to average 7% over the next 15, 20 years, but I don't know if this year will be positive 30 or negative 30 or 4. The order in which those returns occur can have a dramatically different impact on your retirement portfolio. Let's use an example. I start with a million dollars and I want to pull out 6% a year, not four. And the first year I get a 22% rate of return. I go from a million to a million, 220,000, and then I take out $60,000. Not that big of a deal. Then let's say I lose 10% the following year. So I'm at a million, 220, I lose 60. So now I'm at a million, 160, and I lose 160 grand, essentially. I'm back to a million, not a big deal. But let's flip those rates of returns. And just say that year one, I get a negative 10% rate of return. And I know I'm getting deep in the weeds here, Diane. I apologize, but it's very important. I lose 10%. So I go from a million to 900,000. Then I take out 60 grand. I'm at 830. Then I get the 22% rate of return. I do not get back up to a million dollars. Now, if we take that out over 20 years, that can have a very detrimental effect on whether or not you can retire. Matter of fact, I've seen tons and tons of uh, presentations where they use the same five rates return and just jumble them around and people will run out of money in 15 years they'll have a million left after 25 years you're really just guessing if you simply put your money in the stock market and just start withdrawing a percentage of greater than four percent you will uh, essentially be guessing at what the rates of return will be over time that sequence of rates of return so in any good financial plan and why the four percent rule is there is because you got to remember that the research is typically funded by mutual fund companies. So mutual fund companies are telling you, please put your money in mutual funds. Just don't take more than 4% because we can't accommodate for the sequence of return risk. But if we allocate things in different approaches, meaning I add some guaranteed income for the next 10 years, I add some baseline emergency funds, and then I don't withdraw the vast percentage of my income from the stock market, then I can effectively eliminate the sequence of return risk which means I can still have other monies invested in the stock market, but not monies that I'm going to use to live off of. So if you're not figuring out a way to eliminate sequence of return risk, you are rolling the dice, playing the 4% game. So it's definitely individualized, and that's not a rule of thumb that investors should go by. For sure. Yeah, and I, and I know I got really deep in the weeds there and used a lot of numbers and made it super complicated, but the takeaway here is the 4% rule, while it can work, uh, it may not work for everybody in every scenario because of volatility in the market and low interest rates. If you're concerned about the market, if you'd like to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. Fill fast. The number is 614-364-7300. 
800-614-7300. Josh, you also talk to groups of financial advisors. Are they calling you right now saying, what are you telling your clients? Uh, you know, a little bit. Um, it's it's difficult because you know financial advisors right now are getting calls saying pull me out pull me out of of everything and what they're really looking for is how to help their clients uh how to talk their clients off the ledge and the way that you you do that is essentially give historical perspective but it's very difficult unless you know everybody's individual plan so all of financial remember planning financial planning comes back to the individualized plan and it's very difficult to give blanketed statements on you should do this, you should say this, you should say that. Uh, each time an advisor calls me, we have to talk about that individual client and that individual plan and then what to stay based upon that. Because the answer might be they should pull some of their money in the market. Their answer might be they should put money back into the market. But at the end of the day, the answer remains the same, and that is revisit the plan. And how does the plan uh, change as a result of anything that's happened today? Let's talk about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint process, because I'm sure you're getting new clients as well that are looking at you for your expertise in how to invest, you know, what they have left. What is that process? Okay, meeting one. Uh, let's find out what you would like to achieve, what your goals are, what resources you have to achieve those, and what your savings rate is currently to add to those resources. Meeting two, we're going to analyze what you're currently doing, where you sit today. Do you have more risk in your portfolio that you might, than you might even think that you do? That's a very common one for us. People come in and say that I'm very balanced or I have a very conservative portfolio, and that's simply not the case. And then what landmines along the way might you have that would prevent you from reaching the destination of your retirement, uh, healthcare concerns, et cetera. Meeting number three, we call the blueprint. And the blueprint is how do we solve all of those shortcomings? What changes should be made? How do, what do we need to do to make sure that that arrow hits the mark? Uh, and then meeting four, uh, while probably the most boring, um, the most important, and that is we have to actually implement the plan. What steps do we have to take to make sure that the blueprint that we just agreed makes sense actually occurs? Josh, so what are the biggest fears that your clients and, and potential clients, when, when they're calling you and you pick up the phone, what, what are they mostly concerned with? You know, Diane, that's something that has not changed, um, even with the COVID-19 uh, uh, virus. It, it hasn't changed at all. The, the, the questions are still the same, or the fears are still the same. And that is, I want to make sure I don't run out of money. Um, I want to make sure that uh, I don't become a burden to my children. Um, so long-term care insurance is a big question that comes up. They don't know that they're talking about long-term care insurance, but they want to make sure that if that time comes for them, they're not a burden on their children. And they want to make sure that their lifestyle uh, or the way that they're used to living is preserved. So those questions have still remained the same. Volatility, market volatility, and the static that's going on right now, um, that has maybe exacerbated that a little bit, maybe uh, made it a little bit more extreme and a little bit scarier. But the questions still remain the same. And the answers are still the same. The answers are create a plan that takes into account market volatility like this. Um, that adds some sort of guaranteed income stream to your portfolio. You know, it's funny, Diane, when I, uh, uh, one thing about, uh, and I, about annuities and, and about the market and about uh, savings and, and all these different savings accounts, all these different types of accounts that we have, we hate each one of them at different times. Well, let me give an example. Last year, the market did 20, you know, 28, 30% uh, essentially. 
And any client that I had that had an annuity contract said, you know, my annuity contract only did 12. My annuity contract only did 14. Why am I in this annuity contract when it's only doing, maybe it only did five or six. It only did five or six, and my, my other stock investments did 28. Why am I in this? I knew that was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done that. And those same exact clients today were talking about how great it is that they have this annuity contract that hasn't lost a dime and got to keep the 6 or 12 or 14% from last year. Yeah, that's human nature, isn't it? Right. So, you know, I think the, the takeaway in all of this is that planning process accommodates for times like these. And it's important we think in buckets. We think in, uh, I want to make sure I have something good to talk about when I look at anything in my life. And financial planning is no different. So we have to make sure that we've taken into account that no matter what the market throws us, no matter what the economy throws us, that we have something in our portfolio that's taking good care of us that's allowing us to achieve our objectives. And right now, that might be that boring annuity contract that you have that you hated last year. And five years from now, you're probably going to be complaining about that same boring annuity contract that uh, you love right now because it's not doing 30% and your stock market is. Um, so I guess to, to kind of circle back around as to what do we need to address, the fears are the same. The uh, planning might be a little bit different uh, along the way, but at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we have things in our, in our, uh, in our investment uh, pool that can account for all of these variables and still provide us with the income that we want consistently for the rest of our lives, not becoming a burden to our children, and making sure that we can preserve the lifestyle that we've come accustomed to, that we want to have for the rest of our, our, uh, our years. Excellent. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. But the okay, Aptus Retirement Blueprint process, uh, meeting one is the discovery. It's all about getting to know each other. Aptus wants to learn about your goals, including any ideas and what you believe could stand in your way. Meeting two is analysis. The second meeting is about educating you as to where you sit financially and whether you're currently on track to reach your desired destination. Uh, Josh will also identify areas of concern and items that could be improved to better safeguard you against unforeseen financial landmines. Then meeting three is the blueprint. They Aptus shows you how to make sure your financial arrow hits the bullseye. They show you how to minimize the impact of taxes, plan for inflation and interest rate changes, mitigate risk, and the appropriate blend of investments for your individual goals. And then it's implementation. It might be the most important day as no plan achieves its objectives if it's not put into motion. Today's filled with the necessary minutia of paperwork, but it's also a time where all details are reviewed again to ensure you are completely comfortable with each decision that you are um, making about your future. And if you're concerned about the market and want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, you can give the office a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call. The number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back, the importance of a financial planner. I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a 
a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, we talked about this last week, but let's go over the importance of, number one, having a financial planner, why one should not be doing this themselves, and two, what you should look for in one. But let's start. Are there people that can do well on their own handling their own retirement? I imagine they need a lot of organization, focus, and time on their hands, and I know the common regular person doesn't have that. Well, I think there, you certainly could. Um, I think you lose a few things. Um, you know, there, there are always people in life that are accountable uh, without anybody helping them, that are organized without anybody uh, helping them, that uh, are self-starters, they're researchers, they work nonstop, they have lots of experience in various capacities of life. Sure, those people exist. But by and large, um, I think that most folks spend their time learning their area of expertise, whether that's nursing or teaching or, um, you know, becoming a doctor, an engineer, et cetera. And they haven't spent uh, their their hobby is not to spend the remaining part of their waking hours learning about finance. They'd rather you know go for a walk with their with their spouse or play with their kids or whatever it is. It's certainly not uh, research finance nonstop. So I think you know financial planners can lend a lot of help in deciphering everything. I mean, you know, finance has got a lot of weird, uh, weird terminology to it. And how do I ask the right questions? And how do I analyze, um, you know, what is uh, good advice and bad advice? You know, the internet has helped us a lot in gaining information. But if you don't have a baseline of what that information is, you can't really decipher whether or not it's, it's a bunch of garbage or not. So I think that's where a financial planner comes into play. And what advice do you give people when they are talking to a financial planner? How do they find out if this is a good planner or not? There's no uh, Yelp for financial planners, is there? Well, there's a lot of information out there, and you can absolutely look up a financial planner. Uh, number one, I would ask, uh, you know, well-built fences make for great neighbors. Uh, my, I've heard that a million times in my life, and in this world, it's no different. So find an, a planner that the confines of the way they have to operate are tilted in your favor is always a good spot. And the answer to that is fiduciary. Work with somebody that's a fiduciary. Fiduciary simply has to do what's in your best interest. That's not to say that you can't find a commission-based program that does a great job. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that uh, a fiduciary has to do what's in your best interest. So that that concept of well-built fences make for great neighbors, right? I mean, they they are in an environment where they simply have to do what's in your best interest. Um, number two, um, I would say just in general, as you, as you decipher information that's coming your way, try and take note that the information that's coming your way via the media is paid for by someone. So take it with a grain of salt. And what I mean by that is, and we're going to get back to the financial planner thing, but uh, you know, stocks and bonds, 
only invest in stocks and bonds. That's only the way to go. Well, those, those commercials are paid for by Wall Street-type entities that only invest in stocks and bonds, and that's the only products they have to provide to you. If you hear a, a, a company advertise about why annuities and insurance are the best thing, it's probably an insurance company that's telling you that. So take that with a grain of salt, and then obviously banks will tell you, um, you know, invest in our bank products. So always try and take who's feeding you the information with a grain of salt. If you go to a Ford dealership, they're going to tell you that a Ford's the best car on the planet. It may or may not be. So first, decipher that. Two, fiduciary. Three, look the person up. Um, the financial industry has a lot of places where you can look people up, and it depends on how they're governed. It could either be the SEC's website or FINRA's website, but you can look up every uh, licensed advisor on the planet and find out a lot about them. Um, you can find out, have they ever had a complaint against them? How long have they been in the business? Um, if they've had a complaint, what was the result of that complaint? Were they found guilty? Was their money paid out, et cetera? You'd be surprised what you can find out on the internet. And I would start with a basic Google search and then look at those, uh, those websites. And FINRA stands for, it's the Financial <laughs> Industry Regulatory Authority for, for people that aren't aware of what, uh, FINRA stands for. And your other suggestion was uh, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah, and that just depends on how they're governed. And I won't bore you with the details on why, but certain uh, uh, fiduciaries are, are governed by different entities, but it's the same concept. So it really is a collection of things you need to ask your financial advisor about different products. So it's not just the stock market. You have to look at things like, are they capable or, or of pointing you in the right directions for long-term health insurance. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to pick uh, somebody that, you know, your neighbor uses just because your neighbor uses them. You don't want to pick somebody just because but, they... But you have a well-built fence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or that, you know, they bought you a nice steak dinner. That's not a reason to pick a, a, a financial uh, professional. The logical reason, way to do it would be, what does this person specialize in? In other words, are they uh, uh, kind of a jack of all trades or do they focus comp completely on what I'm looking for them to help me on? Uh, retirement planning, for example, retirement income planning. What does their average client look like? These are all questions you can ask a person and see what their responses are. Do you have any designations? How long have you been doing this? You know, all of these things go into kind of building your your portfolio of is this a good fit for me? And then at the end, you know, at the end of that, it's, does their personality uh, jive with my personality, for a better way to put it, uh, for lack of a better way to put it? You know, am I going to be able to, this should be a really long-term relationship. I'm probably going to be working with this person for the next 20 or maybe 30 plus years. Uh, is this going to be a good fit for me? As my needs change, uh, will they be able to accommodate my needs as they change? So formulating good questions is the most important. There's a lot of resources out there where you can find that just on the uh, on the internet, but fiduciary is step one. So the process that Aptus goes through is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process. And this allows you to get to know your client, for the client to get to know you, and you can discuss your uh, responsibilities to each other. Yeah, I think, you know, really what the, the process is, is a giant interview between me and the client. The client over the next four meetings is interviewing me and seeing um, is this the proper fit for me? And answering all the questions that we just said, uh, you know, do they specialize in the area? Does he specialize in the area that I'm looking for? Um, 
can this person, can I grow with them, uh, et cetera, you know, looking me up, et cetera. And then on the flip side of that, I'm looking to them uh, to see if they'd be a good client for me because it's a long-term uh, commitment. So it's just a well-oiled machine, a well-oiled process to determine uh, are we a good fit and then do we make sure that we turn over every stone? We want to make sure that we don't miss anything uh, as it relates to your retirement picture. I want you to think about some of the worst stories that you've heard from your clients about advisors that they've worked with. Josh, I'm sure you thought of some good doozies. Uh, yeah, let me give you a couple. So one I think is just hilarious. Um, I had a client, uh, one of my clients actually, who uh, got an invite to a free seminar, a dinner, a dinner workshop, if you will. And uh, they said, hey, you know, I'm going to go. Maybe it's uh, some free information. Maybe I'll learn something. And the entire thing was done at a restaurant, but the restaurant was a Japanese steakhouse. So if you can imagine sitting at a table with uh, somebody cooking in front of you, smacking uh, you know, things on a metal table while you're trying to listen to financial planning, needless to say, he didn't learn a darn thing. Um, he couldn't hear anything. So I don't know if that was uh, the best choice of venue by the financial professional to try and acquire clients when nobody can hear what they're even saying. Right. And shrimps um, are flying through the air and fire. Right. And I mean, stuff. just drastic oversight on their part. But I, I would say, you know, without getting specific um, on individual things that I hear that are just crazy stories, the overwhelming, uh, I guess, terrible stories that are here which always shocks me is just a lack of professionalism and listening. I hear that a lot. You know, uh, I ask questions and the advisor seemed to almost get offended by the questions, meaning, uh, you know, this isn't my thing. It's not my ballywick. I asked a question. The advisor treated me like I was an idiot. And it always is shocking to me that people will actually work with that person for a period of time before they leave potentially because they somehow look at themselves and say, well, I know it's not my thing. I probably shouldn't ask that question. That was a terrible idea. It's my fault. And that's, a, in my opinion, a horrendous way to look at it. There are no dumb questions. We're talking about investing the money that you've saved up for your entire life. And you want to make sure that the money that you saved up for your entire life is going to last for the remainder of your entire life. I think it's a fair assumption that you should understand uh, at least to some degree, what you're doing with that money. Because if you don't understand, then, I mean, you're just hoping and praying. It's a, That would be a, a very fearful position to be in. So there are no dumb questions. That's one I hear a lot, uh, and, is that people made me feel stupid. Yeah, and, and talking over their heads and not explaining intimidates intimidates people. But if someone's getting upset with you when you're asking a question, it's their ego getting involved. Well, it's just a terrible, it's a terrible position to be in, right? I mean, again, and I, I said this before, but to emphasize it, there are no bad questions when you're talking about your money. Um, if the person cannot answer your questions, run, um, because either they don't know the answer or uh, they're, you know, they're just not a good fit for you. I mean, get your questions answered. And whether that's me or somebody else, make sure uh, you get your questions answered by somebody who can make the answers simple, understandable, um, if they cannot take complex topics and make them sound very easy and understandable for you, they're probably not the right fit. And can you explain quickly what a fiduciary is? Sure. Um, there are two ways uh, that you can do business um, or that you can operate as a financial professional. One is by being paid commissions. The other one is by being a fiduciary. Uh, commissions are just what you would assume they are. Uh, I sell you a product and then I get paid a commission for that product. 
I, in most instances, don't get paid another commission until I sell you another product. So the argument in the past has always been the only time or the, you know, the kind of the thing that you hear on the, uh, on, on commercials, et cetera, is I only hear from my broker when he wants to sell me something. Um, and while that may be true or false, uh, that is the way that that, that scenario is set up. Uh, a fiduciary, on the other hand, has to be paid uh, fees, not commissions, and that fee has to be levelized across the board no matter what products are utilized. Meaning if, uh, uh, and I'm a fiduciary, if I told you that you should go with product A versus product B, I don't make any more money on product A than I make on product B. Um, so I'm telling you to go to that, uh, to that particular product because it is in your best interest to go to that particular product. Um, also, um, it's just, I use the term in your best interest, uh, commission based brokers have to do what's suitable for you, not necessarily what's in your best interest. I know that sounds like a very subtle difference, but in reality, it's not suitability, uh, could simply mean, you know, uh, you need new tires. You live in Florida. I sell you snow tires because they fit your car. They're suitable for your car. Doesn't mean that they're in your best interest because you live in Florida and probably don't need snow tires. Uh, on the other hand, a fiduciary would have to do tons of research to find out what the, you know, the best wear patterns are for the locale that you work in, what's the best price, you know, all the things that you would assume that you would want to do on your own if you were doing your own research. Um, and that applies to the financial world. So fiduciaries, you can um, rely upon and know that they're doing what is in your best interest, not what is in their best interest. And any compensation they're paid will be uh, disclosed to you in 100% transparency. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back, life after a recession. I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptis Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptis Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptis Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptiswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptiswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, are we in a recession? I mean, we're in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic. Let's be a little positive. We're all going to make it through this health crisis. Let's focus on what we're going to do after this is all done. What historically happens to the stock market after a recession? Well, the short answer is it goes up, and it goes up very, very quickly, and it goes up for a long period of time. Um, It seems to be that about every eight to 10 years, we have a pullback. If you kind of look back through history, we had 01, 02, then we had 08, and now here we are again, a little bit longer gap in the middle. And before 2001, 2002, we had 94, 87. We just kind of keep on going back and back and back, and there's a pullback. But almost always following a recession, let's first define what a bear market is versus a recession. We're not in a recession currently. We're in a bear market. And a bear market just simply means that from recent high, we've gone back 20%. 
where a recession, which we have not achieved yet, a recession is uh, a decline of 20% um, for a longer period of time, meaning for at least two or more consecutive quarters. So we have not hit that time that time yet. Um, we've gone down quicker than arguably ever before. And we've bounced back pretty quickly, uh, but we haven't recovered entirely. So there is an argument to be made that as quick as we go down, we could bounce back up just as fast. But if it goes on for a longer period of time, let's talk about that. If it goes on for a longer period of time, what would follow that, quote, recession? Well, if you look historically speaking, uh, you've had double-digit returns every single year following a recession over almost all time periods, one, three, five years. It just keeps on going up. So if you're not in that position of needing to retire next year, uh, it's not the worst news ever. You're buying in at lower rates. If you were retiring next year, um, then you certainly need to meet with a planner and you certainly need to revisit some things and you certainly need to make sure that you still, in fact, can do that. And do some, are some people finding that they cannot retire now with this huge uh, drop in the stock market, that they may have to work longer? Well, I've been very fortunate up to this point that I've not had to have that conversation. Um, so that's, that's one good topic, I guess, to talk about is I have not had to tell anybody that they cannot retire as a result of the pullback. Um, that said, I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure that if this continues on uh, and we see the market either stay where it is or, you know, two weeks from now we find out that we're going to be on lockdown for, uh, I hate to even say this, but we're on lockdown for another month, you know, that certainly will have an impact on the market and what that impact will be, the future will, will show. But um, if people are not prepared for that type of a scenario and they ride down, let's say the market pulls back another another 10% or now we're back, you know, from the highs, we're back 30, 40% and now it's holding at that level. I think that can have a catastrophic effect on people who are looking at retirement in the next uh, year or two. So it's important today, even though I, I feel like right now, uh, People are trapped in this almost paralysis. Either get me out 100% or I'm just going to lock up and not do anything uh, on their own without the guidance of a professional. It's our goal to help guide that path. It's, it's my goal to help make sure that we can prevent uh, that future loss scenario, which prevents people from retiring. So I think now is a critical time to reach out and make sure that future volatility will not jeopardize your short-term goals or long-term goals. If you're concerned about the market and you want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. The number is 614-364-7300. There's no cost or obligation. The number again, 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. For those that are unfamiliar with the Aptis Retirement Blueprint process, can you walk us through the steps when you're talking to a potential client? Uh, sure. So st step number one is we need to figure out what you're trying to achieve and what you have uh, currently as resources to achieve those goals. Meaning, uh, I want to retire in five years using your example. Um, this is how much I'm saving currently to get there. This is the investments that I have, the IRAs, 401ks, etc., um, and this is the amount that I believe I would need to, to, to live on. So we're going to hone that in. How much do you really need after tax to live on uh, to achieve your goals? And then secondly, uh, in meeting number two, um, using the information that you provided, where are you right now? Is the arrow going to hit the designated target? 
Um, or do you have some bends in the path that could uh, maybe some landmines that could get in the way of, of helping you or making you reach that, that goal? Um, and then meeting number three is, okay, now we've identified in meeting number two what all of the potential pitfalls would be, all the short uh, shortfalls that you have. Let's address them. And let's make sure that the arrow is, in fact, going to hit the target. And what changes do we potentially need to make to, to have that uh, happen for us? Uh, meeting number three, we call the blueprint. We lay it all out. Here's what you need to do to uh, achieve everything that you said you wanted to achieve. And then meeting number four, albeit the one that I probably uh, dislike the most because it involves paperwork, is let's take the steps necessary to actually implement the blueprint to achieve everything that we wanted. So the number to call is 614-364-7300 to start the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process. Again, the number is 614-364-7300. Josh, what are the biggest mistakes that you find that people are doing with their retirement? When they call you, you're in the discovery of step one of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process. What are you finding are the biggest mistakes that people are doing? Well, one, I think people are buying products, not plans. That's the biggest mistake that I see um, is, you know, I got this annuity. I got this mutual fund. I got whatever it is because uh, somebody sold it to me. It sounded like a really good idea at the time. Um, I don't know how it all kind of fits together for me, um, but I never really did a plan. Um, I would say, you know, and I'm kind of just shooting from the hip here, Diane, but I would say that maybe 10 to 20% of the people I talk to actually have a plan and know whether or not they can achieve the goals that they want. They may have a lot of resources. They may have saved a lot of money. They may have a lot of stuff. Um, they may have a good idea how much they need when they retire, but they've never actually had an encompassing plan to determine if they can. They're just hoping and guessing, or maybe they've done kind of some, you know, very basic math, but they don't know what the impact of taxes can, could be in their retirement. They don't know if uh, their spouse were to go into a long-term care facility, what impact that would have on them. Uh, they don't know even in many times uh, what pot of money to draw from first. In other words, I have a 401k, I have an IRA, I have an annuity, I have a mutual fund, I have all these different things, and I know I need $50,000 a year to live on, but I don't know where to even draw the money from. So sometimes arbitrarily I hear, well, I was just going to take it from this one first because I, I like that one the least. And then I'm going to take it from this one second because I like that one the second least. Um, so by and large, I would say the biggest problem that I see or the biggest challenge that I see is they have not done the, the uh, encompassing plan to determine whether or not they're on track. Well, and I liked the fact that Aptis has great resources for tax planners and all sorts sorts of experts. So you're actually, people are coming into a team environment. You're not sending them to a tax accountant who you're not communicating with and vice versa. Sure. And that's, that's critical. Um, it's important that I don't think anybody likes paying taxes uh, and whether they like paying taxes or not, they certainly don't want to pay more than their fair share. So it's, it's critical that we design a plan that is the most tax efficient plan that we possibly can. Um, you know, we have to pay our taxes, but at the same time, we want to pay as little as possible uh, because that allows more of our money to grow. So it's critical that I work with, with uh, tax professionals all the time. And then let's make sure that, uh, you know, none of us gets out of here alive. Unfortunately, we're all going to, we're all going to, uh, hopefully, if we've done our planning right, uh, we're going to leave some money behind for the people that follow us. And is that going to get to the desired destination in the most efficient way? Is it going to bypass probate? Um, is it, you know, are all of our beneficiaries set up correctly? Do I have final documents in place? Do I have a trust? Do I need a trust? 
Um, that's another one I see all the time, Diane, is people have trusts and uh, they were sold a trust by someone or told that they needed one, so they got one and they show me the trust with all of this pride and there's nothing in the trust. So they just have a really cool leather binder. Um, so is the trust funded? That team approach helps us make sure that we've crossed all our T's and dotted all our I's and we haven't left any stone unturned. So let me get this straight. People sell other people a trust and they don't tell them to put their money in there and the property. All the time. I would say for every 10 trusts I see, I see uh, seven of them don't have anything in them. I am shocked by that. Uh, uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess, but I see it all the time. Um, because attorneys, uh, and I'm not picking on attorneys, I work with some great attorneys, but they draft the documents and then sometimes the ball is dropped and maybe it's on their end or maybe it's on the client's end, but some things need to be done to actually move the stuff that you got the trust for into said trust. And it doesn't happen very often. So they come to you and then you obviously instruct them to do that. That's amazing. Well, the really sad part, Diane, is that, uh, being the bearer of bad news is not always the best place to be. Um, I've had some clients come in and slap this beautiful leather binder in front of me, and I paid 6000 bucks for this, and it, almost with this, this uh, sense of pride and, you know, almost take a look at that. And I open it up, and, and then I got to tell them there's nothing in it. And uh, I hate being in that position. Uh, it's just not a good position to be, for me to be in, but at least I gave them the information they needed to hear. Absolutely. Let's go over the retirement blueprint process one more time. Sure. Step one, we want to make sure that we analyze uh, your situation, get to know who you are, uh, meaning I want to find out what your goals are. Everybody's goals are different. What resources you have to achieve those goals and what you're doing currently to add to those resources. Are you saving to your 401k? Do you have a disability policy, et cetera, et cetera. Meeting number two is we're going to analyze that data that we gathered uh, from meeting number one and find out, are you on track? Um, are you taking more risk than you maybe thought you were? Uh, do you need to be saving more or could you actually pull back on that saving rate and save less and still uh, reach all the goals that you have? The meeting number three is uh, the blueprint. In other words, we've kind of determined based upon meeting two where you are, what are those shortfalls? Do I need to be saving more? Uh, what could get in my way? Where are the landmines? And let's address those. And then meeting number four, uh, admittedly, my, my, uh, my least favorite uh, meeting is the paperwork, but it's the most important meeting. Um, it's the least fun because we just have to fill out paperwork to make sure that we achieve, uh, that we actually implement the plan that we've been working so hard to, to get in place. But that's the implementation meeting. And that's the meeting where the, the rubber meets the road and we actually get the, the wheels moving in the direction that we want them to. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy and to schedule your complimentary customized planning session, the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Thanks so much, Josh. Everyone stay safe out there, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptus Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614 614- 
364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.